Hi everyone, this is Dan. Thanks for joining us. Today we have a really special episode on an incredibly important topic in medical school, work-life balance. Because work-life balance is a bit different for everyone, we thought it'd be best to turn this into a panel discussion to get four different perspectives. Included in this episode are Mel, Sam, myself, and Adrian, who put together this episode and moderates the conversation. We hope you find this conversation helpful and thank you for listening. Hi everyone, my name is Adrian, and I wanted to talk about something I've always been passionate about throughout med- medical school, work-life balance. We go to a school in a beautiful and vibrant city, pay so much money to be there, we have to take advantage of it all. Of course, we have to make sure we are hitting our goals in school and success looks different to everyone, but at a minimum, we have to try our best to meet the requirements to pass each year. Other podcasts in the series touch on helpful tips to tackle assessments and exams to help get you there but I wanted to talk about the other half of this balance, life. So I understand everyone's life and their values look different. There isn't a one size fits all to approach to this balance. And that's why I wanted to put together a panel, so to speak, to talk about the ways we approach life uh, outside of work in medical school. So I have Mel, Dan and Sam with me. uh, And then we're just gonna kind of like talk through um, some questions on how we pursued interests, what we pursued, how we explored Philly, and how we really tackled balancing work with uh, the, our other interests in our life in medical school. Hey guys, how are you doing? Hey, doing well. Hello. Um, so I have some uh, pretty softball questions for you guys, kind of just make it open-ended and really just get at what you guys really did um, throughout your four years. Um, but to start off, you know, like what what are your interests outside of school? Mel, how about you go first? Okay, um, I have a few. One Adrian and I share is soccer. So during first year, we played an intramural team. We also did um, some like Philly Sports League, now Heyday Athletic, Philly Intramural Soccer Club. So that was a fun way to be active and healthy, but also have a break from school. Um, I'm also a big baker, so bake a lot, breads, cookies, stuff like that. Um, and I really just like to, you know, explore the city, go to restaurants uh, with friends in the city. So those are most of the things I do outside of medical school. Yeah, you kind of failed to mention that we made it to the finals of that intramural intramural <laughs> team, you know? Yeah, but we also won a few of the soccer leagues in the Philly Sports League. So those yeah. are more impressive. Yeah, <laughs> not to mention kickball. Oh yeah, kickball. Very oh, we do kickball too. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, what about you, Dan? Yeah, similar to Mel. I enjoy exploring cities a lot. I went to University of Pittsburgh for undergrad. And so I really enjoy biking a lot. And so there I kind of figured out that biking is a great way to explore, but also get some good exercise. So I do that a lot in Philly. Um, I also really enjoy running. Philly's really good, I think, for running because it's really flat. You don't have to deal with hills and it has the two rivers on the east and west, and they make for like really beautiful trails. And also like sports, pickup basketball is a really big one. A lot of people from my class and other classes as well have a big like group me in the school. Um, we play a lot on the weekends. And I also really enjoy like listening to music and making some of my own. Yeah, we get, we get it, Dan, you're very fit. <laughs> <laughs> fit enough for the rest of us. Yeah. What about you, Sam? What kind of things did you value and prioritize outside of work? 
So Philly is definitely a great city for sports. I'm a Philly sports fan. So Eagles, Phillies, um, yeah, the fan base in Philly is unlike any other city I've ever been to. So it's really fun. Um, I also, I like to bike too, and I'm in a cycling club just outside the city. Uh, it's fun to ride around in Philly itself, but then there are a lot of really pretty like scenic towns, not too far. If you want to break from like, you know, all the concrete and stuff and actually get to see some trees. Um, and then I also love craft beer, which Philly has an excellent craft beer scene, uh, lots of great microbreweries around. Um, and let's see, otherwise I love music. Um, I don't play as much as I would like to, but Philly has a great music scene, tons of open mic nights, lots of really cool local bands too. Yeah, Sam, you failed to mention, so I'm friends with Sam on Strava, which is like a, a athletic app. And Sam's last entry is a 47 mile bike ride. <laughs> well, well that was a while ago, a few months ago. <laughs> Did not do that now. <laughs> 40s oh my god yeah no craft beer is good though there's uh up in fishtown i i know in particular there's a lot of like up-and-coming breweries and distilleries I, I went to um i forget the name of it but it was actually a, a cider distillery which i'd never oh, or cool. cider brewery rather which i'd never been to super cool experience nice i love cider yeah i really like human robot have you been there no never heard of it that's awesome yeah, yeah. it's uh it's pretty delicious um I can't remember where exactly it is. It's like north of Center City. Um, I have to look up where it is, but it's really, really good. They also sell um, Poe Sandwich like shop. Like has yeah, a, yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. So they have actually a kitchen in there, and they oh, make. Wow. I mean, it's like beer and like a delicious sandwich at the same oh, time. Heaven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, like Mel said, wait, you didn't, you didn't, yeah, let's say you didn't respond, Adrian, what, what do you do outside of edible yeah, <laughs> yeah, you keep me do it. But yeah, so like Mel said, my biggest interests are soccer. Um, so I really like jumped into any league I could, uh, whether that be at Jefferson or through the, you know, Philly co-ed intramural sports leagues for adults. <laughs> um but I also had um, and still have a, a long distance relationship throughout med school. And so I had to do a lot of balancing there. Um, my boyfriend lives in Baltimore. So we split a lot of weekends traveling back and forth. Um, so that was kind of something else I, I had to, you know, prioritize and fit in with all of our hours of studying and exams. Yeah. It's tough, you know, but made, made work. <laughs> it's all um, possible if you yeah. schedule right. <laughs> um alrighty so how did you guys work to schedule your life around medical school like when did you plan to uh do school when did you plan to do life did Jeff Jefferson's curriculum make it easy to do so or were there big challenges you had to overcome I would yeah. love to say that I walked into med school and was like oh yeah I had it ready I scheduled it all out it was all amazing um, but I'm sure as everyone else will probably say that was simply not the case like it, it really is a, a trial and error process where you have to honestly adjust on a weekly basis because your schedule is sort of ever-changing um, and and come up with a plan that will allow you to fit in all the things that are like most important to you so 
Um, I think it's important just to know that if you don't have it figured out yet, like we all went through those, through those periods where we're like, wow, I'm so overwhelmed. I have time for nothing. Like, how do I change this so that I can make my life more like balanced and reasonable going forward? Yeah, that's so true. I don't think anything was the same week to week. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, I second I second what Mel said. Um, something else that, um, to not reiterate, but to, just to kind of add to what she was saying is, I think, um, so I, I got really lucky. I, I had a, a couple of good friends coming into medical school that I met during the first couple of weeks here. And um, they also were into similar activities to me, like like running, working out, things like that. And I think having a group that, or maybe even just like one person uh, that you do things with, because um, when you're when you're studying by yourself, uh, like two hours can go by, and then you could be like, oh, I still have a lot more to study. Uh, I'm just going to stay here for another hour, and then you might have missed your chance to do the things that you love, you know. Um, and but I think just the fact that I had a friend or a couple friends that were also doing them at the same time, and we scheduled like we're going to go do this at 3 p.m. It kind of put like a mental boundary on like when I'm going to stop studying and when I'm going to resume. Um, and I think, you know, it, it might've made me work harder too, because if I know that like 3 p.m. is a hard stop for me and then I'm going to resume at 5 p.m., it kind of made me work a little faster right before three and like check my phone a little bit less. Yeah. Also giving yourself healthy boundaries between how much work you in school you do. Um, like there's a limit to what our brains can hold after so much time getting an extra hour and deciding not to do one of the things you love is not going to help you in any way it's probably gonna hurt honestly one thing um that I did differently than I'd ever done like in high school or college was I really took advantage of weekends um in particular Sundays so I would make sure like a big goal of the week was to not procrastinate to have to cram on Sunday and use Sunday instead like to kind of take care of myself have it be a calm day to gear up for the week ahead rather than having it be you know a kind of crazy cramming everything from last week and prep for the week ahead. So trying to like spread things out more um, seemed to help. Yeah, I definitely took advantage of weekends. So I, this is not for everyone. I just want to preface that, but I did not do work on weekends. Yeah, I, I know it's probably like very taboo, but I, unless it was an exam week coming up, I like didn't review anything and kind of made sure I did all my stuff during the week, which sucked, (laughs) but it really allowed me to um, actually, you know, visit my partner or him visit me and uh, really take advantage of exploring Philly or exploring Baltimore. Um, And it was stressful at times because I felt like I was a little bit behind everyone, uh, but I definitely, it definitely uh, was worth it to be able to spend that time doing the things that I enjoyed um, without having to feel like I had school looming over me like every, you know, couple hours on a Saturday or Sunday. I could just really just focus on being in the moment that in the weekend. Yeah, I think that brings up. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, think, I think that brings up an, an important point that you should be careful about not comparing yourselves to other people in your class. Um, and the mm-hmm. way that they're studying and the pace that they're studying, because the reality is we all have different schedules, different lives, different responsibilities. Um, and so like one day they might be ahead, the next day you might be, it like is gonna ever change. So try not to compare yourself directly to people in terms of like your study style um, and, and think about what 
the important parts of the week are for you. Like for Adrian, it was having those weekends to go visit her, you know, long distance partner. But for some people it might be like during the week, I have, you know, this sports game on this day, or I have, you know, me and my roommates used to love uh, doing like roommate dinners on Sunday nights. So I would like wake up early on Sunday. So I was done kind of early evening so I can have the evenings and do dinner with them. So finding the times that are important to you and not worrying about what everyone else is doing. Obviously easier said than done, but yeah, that, that would be my advice. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Point. And and also um I think something that took me a while to get over and I'm actually not completely over is the fact that you'll always feel a little bit behind. In fact, you always feel a lot behind. Um particularly like so it's kind of crazy if you think about you have I think six weeks for a block usually, but that block is actually like some people's entire specialty in medicine. So clearly like there's an infinite amount of knowledge you could learn and you're condensing it into a little bit amount of time. So there's always more stuff to learn. There's always stuff that other people will know that you don't know. Um, but I think a lot of it is just being comfortable with feeling like you, you, you did, a, you did it like the best you could, you studied a lot during the week and uh, it's okay to be behind. And the second point, kind of going back to the, um, what Mel was saying about during the week, you know, having soccer games or having a dinner, Adrian was saying on the weekend, having some time. I, I think, uh, I think that's really useful. I think if you have an open week, like an open calendar with nothing going on, your studying will tend to just fill in all the time. Um, but if you have like times where you're like, I'm stopping at this time to do this, or I'm taking this day off. Um, most of the time, I feel like I would end up getting the same amount of work done. Um, mm -hmm. But I would have a day or a couple hours to kind of like chill out and have a break. Yeah, that's true. I think you mentioned it. Um, I forget what it's called, the Parkinson's. Yeah, uh, Parkinson's theory? law. Yeah. Or law, yeah. How um, you'll get whatever time a lot, you'll a lot for yourself to get a task done, whether it's a short amount of time or a long amount of time, you're going to fill that time. And it, um, it may just be with time wasted, actually. Yeah, with exactly. Instagram if you give yourself too much time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly right. I think it's like, it's a really simple concept, but it, it's so true, like even on a small scale. So like, if you set like a, like a, a 30 minute timer for yourself to read a couple pages of a book. Um, it's like, I always find myself finishing it with like, one minute left on the timer. And I don't think it's a coincidence or, or, you know, sometimes I do go over but I, I don't think it's a coincidence that you, you're the, the time you have to do something. And I, I mean, the, the task that you have, it kind of fills the time that you have. And so like make use of that medical school and, and use it to your advantage to do the things you like. Yeah. And a, and a plug for that episode. Like if you haven't listened to it, it blew my mind. And I wish I that I had it during first and second year. So go listen to dance study tips. They're pretty, pretty awesome. Um, so throughout, uh, you know, medical school, the first two years are mainly, um, you know, studying by book and then the, the last two years are more clinical experiences and, and really translating what we learned in the first two years and putting it into practice. Did you guys find that uh, your approach to balance uh, changed as the years went on through the different phases of Jeff MD or Jefferson curriculum or the different years in school make the balance shift in either direction? Uh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I think so. So for me, the first two years of medical school, uh, it's like a lot of the didactics, a lot of the tests, and a lot of it is on your own schedule. Um, and then the big switch for me was third and fourth year is now all of a sudden you're on your hospital team schedule. Um, and also the grading is quite different. So in the first two years, um, the grading is, you know, it's, it's, it's largely based off of examinations and, and, and things like that. And in the second two years, it's based off of clinical performance. Um, so I think 
for me in the, in the last two years, I, what was really important to me was like making sure I had enough sleep so that I could wake up the next morning and perform adequately on rotations. And during the first two years, if I was staying up a little bit, study late, um, you know, I felt okay sleeping in the next day. Um, but the, the big shift for me was making sure that my routine was more um, regular in the, in the last two years. Yeah, that's a good point. You're definitely on another person's schedule going through the last two years. It's never, um, you never really have the option to play it by ear or play it how you will best, um, you know, how your day will best fit your personality. There's no like option to, you know, do the clerkship rotation from your bed, like on two times a week, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sam, what about you? Yeah, I think we were talking a little earlier, Adrian, about how we felt like we had almost more balance the first two years, and then it kind of, it got harder. And I think Dan touched on a major reason why um, you're not really under your own schedule. Plus, I think it's a big change for a lot of us. Like, you know, we've been in school forever. We know how to do it. We know how to sit, listen to lectures and study. Then all of a sudden you switch to this totally different way of learning. Um, and it, it kind of, it's an adjustment period, especially like your first couple clerkships to get used to how that way of grading is, like even getting used to answering pimp questions versus like a multiple choice, you know, Absolutely. yeah. Um, and you know, it's a whole different environment, but I feel like luckily for the majority of us, because we are so interested in what we're doing it, you, you get the positive aspects to outweigh, you know, this kind of more negative, scary aspects. But um, the one thing during clerkships that I did was uh, I more strictly like forced myself to take one day a week off, like no matter what, or if say there was like a crazy OBGYN week where, you know, you were on night float for like six nights in a row or something, and it just wasn't possible. I would kind of push it to the next week and then be like, okay, well, I'll take a day and a half off. And then the next week would be a day and another half just to give yourself those times to like totally disconnect and regroup because it's so easy to get burnt out. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I mean, our schedules are closely mimicking what it's going to be for our intern and uh, a lot of our residency schedules. So it is an adjustment for sure. Yeah, I think one important thing to realize about the difference between preclinical and clinical years is like the type of activity that's taking up your time. Um, like depending on the type of person you are, you could spend, you know, 12 hours in the library and be like, I'm totally fine. Or maybe that's like the worst day of your life versus you could also be spending a 16 hour day in the hospital. But if it's something you really love, maybe you're like, I loved it. Sounds great. Like I don't feel burnt out because I had such a good time. Or if you're on a rotation that you hate, not hate, but like, it's not one of your top specialty choices. Um, you probably felt like this is the longest day ever. So, so I think, um, keeping in mind the way that you like, you might need, um, this like brain break, so to say, will be different depending on like what level of training or medical school you are. Um, and, and so just kind of figuring out what type of person you are and making sure when you're in the extra grueling phases, whether that be like a preclinical exam week, um, you know, the OBGYN nights that the Sam was saying, just making sure but when it's like the bad weeks where you feel really like you're working hard, you give yourself extra time. Um, and then knowing that like your body will sort of make up for it when you're doing things that you enjoy. Yeah. And it's a good point too, to bring up, like, you'll know what you 
which rotations bring you joy. You'll feel it. You'll definitely feel it in your bones. <laughs> they can ache. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely true. There, there's one hour does not equal one hour for every rotation. There are some there are some rotations where two hours equals like ten hours. Um, <laughs> you know, and it's and it's different for every person. Um, and so it's like you know, it doesn't even equate for studying either. Like Mel was saying, um, there are some times where you know, one hour in the library is super, super, super hard for me. But then when I'm in the hospital on some rotations for four hours, it, you know, it, it goes by real fast without me checking my phone. Um, so yeah, it, it's, the, it, it mentally, it just feels different, the timing during the third and fourth years. Yeah. And I mean, I think it'll, no matter who you are, I think the approach, the balance definitely will shift and change because you know, just the nature of medical school, your, your role shifts and changes. Right. And like I was saying a little bit before the, the schedule is closely mimicking what, uh, we'll do as residents. Uh, we're definitely not, I don't know about you guys, but we're not staying for every sign out or going to everything that the residents do. So we get a little bit of a break, but we're going to have to learn how to balance our life while we're in residency, which is uh, intern year, you know, a lot of people say is one of the hardest years of residency and trying to develop those skills now, uh, when we have less time for ourselves, um, you know, working these longer hours is going to be really helpful in the future. And so, you know, we may only get on some rotations, you know, one day a week off, uh, a certain week and seeing how you fit in your life in that, in that scenario is going to, help you uh, try and balance in the future too. So that's that's one way I try to approach uh, third and fourth year is really seeing how I've been able to squeeze my life and balance those things that bring me joy and help me feel balanced into the hectic schedule um, of some of the clerkships and some of the rotations. Yeah. yeah, and I think one thing that maybe related, we're a little bit off topic, you know, the whole reason we're talking about work-life balance is in efforts to avoid burnout, which is like the biggest issue in medicine right now, right? Um, and the type of effort that you're putting in will feel different. Um, you know, you're doing the work during preclinical years, like to like make yourself feel like, oh, I did work today. I learned something today. Like I feel good about it. Um, and that's the time that you put in. And, and maybe you get a, a, your test scores and that's like, a, you know, an evaluation occasionally, but that's, you know, once every six to eight weeks, you'll really get that feedback. Um, but keeping in mind that when you're on rotations, like you are constantly being evaluated. So while it seems like you're maybe not doing that much actively, like everything you do is being watched by someone, you know, that's like the necessary evils of medicine and making sure you're learning correctly to be a, a healthcare provider. Um, and so I think understanding that, sort of informs the things that you need to do outside of being at work or at school um, to like let yourself feel like you're not um, overworking yourself or feeling burnt out. And whether that means, you know, some people like honestly going to therapy, talking about your day, like, you know, surrounding yourself by people who are just totally not related to the medical field so you can forget about it, um, et cetera. So keeping in mind that the type of work is different and the type of like mental strain is super different depending on your years. Yeah, totally true. Um, so what did you guys find to be your favorite parts of Philly? Like what were your summer, you know, some of your favorite uh, activities or things to do when you have the time? Well, I'll go ahead and start. <laughs> um, so it, depend, it depends what you're looking for, okay? So 
if you're looking to have a kind of a, a chill drink with friends, nice place to kind of walk around, explore different breweries or stuff like that, I think Fishtown's an excellent place for that. Um, if you want to do some like, you know, at, at, if you want to go for some runs or some bikes, I think the Schuylkill River Trail or the, the river trail along the Delaware River, which is like the river that separates us from New Jersey down by like Spruce Street Harbor. I think those are really, really, really great places. And there's like a really nice dog park if you have a dog down by the, um, I think it's like a Pine Street down by the Schuylkill River Trail, which is really beautiful. Um, and then Philly also has like really good squares. I guess they're called squares. There's like Rittenhouse Square, Washington Square, Franklin Square, Logan Square. Um, and all of them are like kind of unique and they're just like fun places to hang out on the weekends if you don't have much to do and just want to, you know, people watch or walk around or hang out with a friend. Yeah. Also pro tip that dog park, you don't have to have a dog to watch the dogs. Run around. <laughs> yeah. And there's a really nice, um, so what, what happens is the, the, the ramp kind of goes up and then it kind of goes over the dog park. So you get like a really good aerial view of all the really cute dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Many a times you can see just people chilling, like unashamed, just watching everyone's pub, like having a great time. Oh yeah, yeah. that's been me before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of my favorite things to do in Philly are eating food. Like Philly, I feel like it's true, but someone told me that a lot of like New York-based restaurants open or like set or like test their menus and their restaurants in Philly before they bring them to New York. Oh. And it makes sense because there's so much great food in Philly. So much. So much. It's like New York's, it's like, it's like the hipster version of the New York food scene, you know, <laughs> it's here before it's cool there, you know? Yeah. Does everyone Almost. have a favorite restaurant? Yes. Mm. <laughs> that's, so, that's so hard <laughs> yeah this is a hard cafe, question 16th street special shout oh, out yeah Pelton cafe they have a fantastic beer bible as well as um awesome mussels uh their burgers are fabulous yeah wow. yeah i would highly recommend I, I love that place uh my i i've never fact checked this but the week before i came to philly for medical school uh my cousin who used to live in philly he used to live by monks like you said on 16th and spruce he told me that it was the first place on the East Coast to be, introduce a cider. I don't know if that's true. I've never looked it up, but they have they have this. Um, it's their house cider, and it, it tastes like quite different than any like normal alcoholic cider that you have because it's it's a lot drier, like a lot less sweet, and a little bit less carbonated. But it's an excellent place. And like you were saying, Sam, they have like fantastic mussels, um, and the mussels come in like a bowl, and there's all these different sauces. Like you can get like a Thai mussels. I think is the last one I got there. Really yep. great place. And it's a cool atmosphere. It kind of looks like when you go in almost like an old like um, monastery or something. Like it has like <laughs> stained glass windows in the back bar and then like these cool like church pews as seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah, cool. it's really cool. That's cool. That's I guess cool. That I was sense. just at, um, <laughs> there's this place called, have you ever been to Laser Wolf? That's I think my favorite restaurant in um, It's new, I haven't been there yet. I've been yeah, it's, it's really cool concept. So um, it's like Mediterranean and um, essentially you get, when you go in, you get like a big bowl of hummus in the middle and there's a bunch of like around this, around the outside of them, there's like 10 little bowls and all the little bowls are different things that you could dip pita in. And you basically get unlimited refills of all those um, and you can take them home and you get a dessert that comes with your meal. Um, and it's just like a really great place to hang out and just like kind of snack on all these different flavors. Wow. I would fill up on all the hummus. I wouldn't, I wouldn't make it past <laughs> anything else. <laughs> just, 
pita hummus dips. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. I really, so I don't know if I have a favorite restaurant, but I did go to the love one day. Delicious by the way. And I saw Rupert Grant. He was in like the little outdoor seating right next to our table. And that was kind of like my first ever real celebrity sighting. And it was crazy. And he had, he had the cutest little daughter too. She was like two and a half. And since going into peds, I was just like obsessed with her more than him. But (laughs) yeah. And Philly's also full of celebrities who eat at restaurants and you could be near them. Now, speaking of Rupert Grint, I think he gave this place a shout out in one of his like magazine interviews really? recently. Um, Middle Child, which Middle Child, I used to yeah. live on top of. Oh, Middle Child yeah. has like the best breakfast sandwich that you will find literally anywhere ever. Um, and also great other sandwiches, but the, the breakfast sandwich is you know near and dear to my heart because I just love breakfast sandwiches. So that yeah. would be one of my favorites. Um, but I also love to find like little happy hour places like mission has like a good like margarita happy hour and um i love tria if you want some like wine and cheese so there's too many places to, to choose i just love all the food <laughs> yeah philadelphia is, is is really great with food and the great thing about middle child is it's actually right on jeff's campus pretty much um so you don't have to go far for food and, and you can go far for food if you want and just to get variety but there's so many things that are like really close by to us yeah all right. Um, so our last question, I mean, I think I, mean, I had a great time just like talking about all the things we get to do in Philly and all the things that keep us sane um, and what we really pull joy from. But last question for everyone, um, what advice do you have for others starting medical school interested in balancing, you know, their work with their, their life? Uh, I think, I think when we came into medical school and you probably have heard this many times, but there's this pancake analogy And essentially the analogy is like every day you get three pancakes and three pancakes in any given day are okay. But then if you don't eat the pancakes for three days, then on the fourth day, you're going to have 12 and it's really hard to eat 12 pancakes. So for me, I think the best advice would just be to, um, if you have a big task in front of you, try and do a little bit every day and don't try and save it for the night before and doing a little bit every day also allows you to kind of like we were saying, uh, if you do need to take a break one day, Um, if you do need to go back and visit your family or one of your friends is having a bad day and you want to kind of hang out with them, uh, just keeping up with things and doing a little bit every day, even on some days when, you know, it's harder than others. Um, it makes taking breaks easier when you do have to. Yeah. The pancake analogy is a lot sweeter than the fire hose analogy. (laughs) (laughs) I like that one a lot better. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think my best advice would be like, don't let medical school be like the only thing in your life. Obviously, right now it needs to be one of the most important things, um, but make sure you prioritize a few like commitments outside of medical school, whether it's as simple as like getting coffee with like a college friend once a week or once a month or literally anything that's like, I'm doing this as regular in my schedule so that I have something else to look forward to and I can schedule around it and make my studying time more discreet. Um, And then I think the only other thing I say, and I've said this to some people that I've tutored before is start being comfortable with that like red number on Anki because the reality is like, you're not going to ever be the person who can get rid of that red number every single day. And if you do, it means you're staying up until like 5am every day, which is not good for your physical health, mental health, et cetera. So be comfortable with not getting everything done on the right 
timeline all the time, there's always time to make up for it. I would say too, um, just kind of with how the curriculum is structured and even like how different uh, clerkships have different time requirements, like let yourself be flexible and be kind to yourself. Like sometimes you might kill the work-life balance and, you know, be keeping up with all your physical fitness, all your um, reading for pleasure, etc. And then other times you might not, and you have to, um, I don't let that become the new norm, but if, if you really need, like, say, a crazy week comes up, like, I don't know, you're on surgery and you're in your last week and you have the shelf coming up, you, you're probably not going to have the best work-life balance that week, but then look forward and look ahead to the next week or even like a further out week and give yourself like a golden weekend or something as a reward. Um, but just be patient and kind to yourself because it, it really varies so much week to week. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my last words for everyone are, you know, I guess I have two things really. It's, don't stop planning life, you know, don't make, like uh, Mel was saying, don't make med school the only thing you do, you know, put some things that you're looking forward to on your calendar, whether that be a trip, whether that be a concert, whether it be a restaurant you've been dying to try, uh, catching up with friends who live in different states, like put stuff on your calendar, have something to look forward to, because even just counting down the days to that event, it's going to make you happy. Um, and then finally, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but don't compare yourself to others. You know, your balance is totally different than someone else's balance. I mean, I think we four all do different things. We four value all different things and we drew joy from all different things. Um, and that reflects on how we fit in our life with our work. Um, and at any given moment, one of us could have been crushing the game. And then someone else could have been totally faltering a little bit. But it's not fair to you or others around you to try and um, compare what you do to balance out your life and your work uh, to what they do. Uh, it's not really going to help you. It's only going to hurt you. So just make sure you focus on the things that bring you happiness and and work those in whenever you can. That was beautifully said. Yeah, couldn't agree more. All right, guys, thanks for listening uh, and look forward to more amazing podcasts from AOA SKMC podcast. Yeah, and if you enjoyed hearing us banter for the last 40 or so minutes, let us know and we can do some more sort of panel episodes and talk about different topics. Yeah, maybe we'll bring in some surprise guests too. <laughs>